Mom, I'm doing Frog Pod. Right, welcome to another episode of the Frog Pod Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Flanagan, alongside my very frustrated and angry co-host, Mr. Alan Taylor. Alan, you still haven't won a game. Yeah, no, it's been a rough little stretch here for TCU. You know, your best player's injured and you're losing a lot of games in a row. And any hope we had of winning the league in basketball, the regular season at least, is out the window. And this TCU basketball team is now playing to try to avoid a play-in game rather than playing for the actual league title. Alan, this is uh, this past couple of weeks have been tough for TCU. Mike Miles has been out, as we've known, for quite some time. Eddie Lampkin has been battling his ankle injury, and we knew it would be tough. We did not expect this team to win all these games. It's not fair to assume that in the greatest conference in college basketball, but what we've seen over these past four or five games has been very frustrating. We've seen a team that when it comes to road games has looked like they're not even ready to play. And then at home, we really can't finish games. Alan, we saw last night against Iowa state, a team that from the jump was getting beat sloppy turnover, bad shot selection, you know, just sloppy basketball all in general. And then against Baylor, you play a great game at a super high level and then you give it away towards the end. So, Alan, what do you what did this past week show you about this squad? I mean, I think it just shows us that we're missing our engine right now. And that engine is Mike Miles. He's the guy that makes everything go for us. He's the catalyst of the entire unit, and we need him back. Bad. Damian Balls tried to step up, but it's gone to a point in time where he's forcing a little bit too much, leading to a lot of uh, turnovers and other really unproductive off- offensive possessions that have really fallen to our detriment. When you talk about the end of the Baylor game especially – we got a terrible shot off and with an opportunity to really get a hold of that game and nothing nothing really was going for us. So, you know, you got a lot of season left. Basketball team's still playing, but you know, there's bigger things ahead for TCU. There is, and that starts this weekend in the Metroplex, Arlington, Globe Life. The Frogs will be going up against uh Vandy, Arkansas, and Mizzou in a in a classic that's absolutely loaded. Opening weekend's always great. When you're part of a field like this, it's really awesome. We're going to talk about that more. But, Alan, just before we precurse this weekend for Frog Ball USA, let's talk about the next two games for TCU basketball. Saturday, Oklahoma State at home, and Monday on Big Monday, they welcome in the Kansas Jayhawks. We have heard word that TCU, for the first time in what seems like forever, will be fully healthy in terms of players being on the court. Mike Miles says he will return. Eddie Lampkin is going to play as he did play last night. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how many minutes Mike's going to be able to play. What do you need to see out of TCU the next two games in order to feel comfortable about this team's chances of, one, avoiding the playoff game, and two, actually being able to make some noise in the tournament? 
I mean, I'll say the number one thing I need to see is just consistency for 40 minutes, consistent effort mainly. It seems like a lot of times for TCU, we've just started off so slowly. You talk about the Iowa State game where we fell behind by 12 within three minutes of the tip. So that just can't happen in these league games when your every team is so good. And we really need to find a way to turn it around right now with Miles coming back and leading the church to try to get us right coming into the most important games of the year. It is. And, you know, this Kansas team is a team that we saw TCU run out of Frog Fog Allen. They're going to remember that game. They're going to want revenge. Oklahoma State team, it was in the early phases without Mike and Eddie. We went to Stillwater and played a game where we fell behind early, noticing a pattern here. And then we fought our way all the way back, but ended up coming up short. You know, th- these are games where you think about it, TCU should win. And that's coming from the seventh place team in the conference, playing two teams that are ahead of them and a Kansas team that might be first in the conference walking into the Skolmire on Monday. But you would think, and many teams, excuse me, many accounts and many different pundits have said, peak TCU might be the best team in the Big 12, and here we stand at seventh in the conference, Allen. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the difference between sixth and seventh right now, it's in our reach, especially if you're able to beat Oklahoma State and get regain the head-to-head tiebreak there, assuming that Kansas stays number one in the league, we'll have it. But we really don't want to put it to chance. We want to find a way to allow this team to get enough wins where the playing game's not even a question come three weeks from now. And we're talking about a TCU team that's playing their best basketball at the right time of the year. So there's big things ahead, and hopefully the TCU takes advantage of the opportunity. Exactly. I mean, this could be fun. Down the stretch, this Big 12, it'll prepare you for March because surely every single game you go up against, you're going up against a tournament-caliber team. And if not, you're playing Oklahoma, who ran uh, the number one team in the country, Alabama, not too long ago. But like we said, we're going to transition to Frog Ball USA, Alan. Opening day is tomorrow. Tomorrow, the Frogs will be going up against Vandy at Globe Life. Alan, before before this academic year, you said this before the show started, before this academic year, if you were to say what is going to be the best revenue-generating sport at TCU, you would have said baseball. And so far, we had a national uh, contender in football, and we have a basketball team that might be the peak, might be at its peak, the best team in the best conference in college basketball. What are you excited to see out of the Frogs on the diamond this year? I'm excited to see a lot of familiar faces and some of the new faces try to mesh together to try to bring home a third straight Big 12 regular season title. You talk about what Kirk Sarlos has done in just a short time since taking over sir, for Jim Sloshnickel. He was able to win a Big 12 title. He was able to lead a team to a regional final after getting placed in the loser's bracket after a tough night, tough first night in College Station. And I want to see how that resiliency takes that loss from last year and grows on it. How we have a guy like Braden Taylor, who's an All-American Potential Golden Spikes Award nominee. You have David Bishop returning and a lot of other faces that we've seen on this roster before. Elijah Nunez being another one meshing together with all these transfers that we're bringing in. Brian Vanderhey, the Friday night starter going into this season, and then Austin Davis and Trey Richardson, their Big 12 guys we're familiar with, ready to join into the Frog Ball USA culture. And it, th- this team, Alan, is absolutely loaded. You return your catcher, your first baseman, your third baseman, and two-thirds of your outfield, and where you lost players in ways you upgrade. 
Trey Richardson, who was an all Big 12 caliber second baseman in Waco. He comes up to TCU. Anthony Silva, you lose Tommy Sacco, who was an amazing talent here at TCU. And there are people saying that Silvia might be better than Sacco by the time conference play starts. At least that's how he's playing like in camp. And then Austin Davis comes in here and he was one of the best, if not the best speedster in all the Big 12 last year. So you have outfielders with speed they can be able to cover a lot of space you have power back in the lineup you have contact this tcu is going to be able to hit their way into any game the question mark is going to be the pitching you lose crobe you lose marcello it's assuming that the weekend rotation is going to consist of cam brown and transfer ryan vanderheye we do not know yet who the sunday guy is going to be but you assume that you're gonna have river ridings garrett right back in there to close games out and i've been hearing a tuesday night guy might be uh, a newcomer by the name of hunter hodges so where you lost pieces you insert guys that have really high ceilings and you think about the team last year it's like okay in some areas you improve on areas that you lost. And that's coming from a team that won the big 12 regular season title last year. Alan, for me, my expectation is this team's got to host a regional. Yeah. I mean, you talk about two years ago, this team was able to host a regional as a national seed and, you know, things fell apart pretty quickly in that Fort Worth regional with Dallas Baptist and the great team they had that year. This team is arguably better. I think it's not even an argument. This team's offense is a whole lot better than that group, especially. I think the main question mark for us is how is our pitching going to be? It seems like it's not that we don't have very lively arms. It's just they're a little bit unproven. When you talk about Vanderhey and Cam Brown being two of the guys you're going to rely a lot on, nobody's going to question their stuff. They're both upper 90s with their fastball with some decent breaking pitches. They're going to be pro-level type arms. I read one report, I believe it was Jamie Plunkett of Frogs Today, saying that Vanderhei is the type of guy, if he pitches well, he could be a potential first-round MLB draft pick come, I believe, June or July, whenever they do the MLB draft. So this group definitely has the potential to be a really special TCU team and try to bring us our first ship to Omaha in what's been six years. That's crazy to me, Al. The fact that the last time, since the last time TCU went to Omaha, we've lost not only Schlossner and Gary Patterson, but we've gone to a national championship game in football, and we've won a game in March Madness. If you told a TCU fan that eight years ago, they would never believe you. So this is going to be a great season. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, the Big 12, as always, is, in my opinion, the second, third best baseball conference. Obviously, nothing touches the SEC, but this is a TCU team that's going to get SEC tested right off the bat. You got some great matchups this year against teams like Florida State. As always, Texas is going to come into town. Uh, you got Tech, you got OU. People think it's surging this year, Oklahoma State. So it's going to be a fun season for Frog Ball USA. I'm very excited. Uh, you know, follow along at all your outlets to try to get the most news out of TCU baseball. Kurt Charles and the gang always do a good job. But Alan, really quick, before we end the show, can we please figure out, you have such a great, talented, loaded slate at Globe Live. Why the hell are we still watching these games on Flow Sports? It makes no sense to me. I will say Flow Sports does a really good job at the broadcast, and it's not as bad as the Bali sports situation that the Rangers are dealing with. But these games should be on at least ESPN Plus. Put them on the SEC network. They'd get incredible ratings on a Saturday in February. It makes no sense to me. And, you know, college baseball is a really growing sport, especially in the southern part of the country. Just get let us watch the games, please. 
Exactly. But the good thing is that we are blessed at TCU to have a world-class radio set with Chuck LaMondola at KTCU. So if you don't want to pay for Flow Sports or have to go through all that, uh, KTCU 88.7. Chuck LaMondola does a great job. Had to get the plug in there. All right, Alan. Uh, we're not going to predict any of the games because we're done predicting for the near future till we start winning. Uh, any final thoughts for this episode? Uh, you know, I'm going to give one pick. pick. I'm going to give TCU plus 125 against Vanderbilt. Is that what the line is? Yeah. According to what sports book? Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook in uh, Northern Indiana. Okay. Well, I would I would like to. I'm gonna, now that I know that that's the line, I will be going and sprinkling some units on TCU plus 125 versus Vanderbilt. Give me, I'll trust Cam Brown uh, in Arlington. All right. Thank you, everybody, for this episode. Remember to follow us on social media. Thank you to our graphics guy, Owen Graham, producer Schlossnagel down in Nashville, our director of content, uh, Jamison Mullen, and our super fan, Nicholas Capasso. As always, make every day your best day and go Frogs.